Hi, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow, uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves that we can uh, for the Lord. Uh, one thing I want to study about today, specifically, um, this one's for preachers, this is for preacher students, uh, basically anyone that's interested in preaching. Um, you know, I thought about this topic with, with a buddy of mine, and we were kind of studying it on our own, uh, but the topic uh, of this podcast <clears throat> is going to be after the sermon, do we know more about you or do we know more about Christ? After the sermon, do we know more about you or do we know more about Christ? You see, sometimes, <clears throat> and I see this happening a lot in the church, and this is the trend, <clears throat> there's a lot of storytelling, there's a lot of uh, personal testimony, personal experiences, and then at the end of it, then you put a, a scriptural application to whatever story was told before. <clears throat> and in doing that, we know more about you than I know about Christ. You know, and, and here's, and I just wrote down a list of just some things that sometimes as preachers, young, old, whatever age, this is what we tend to do. Number one, we tend to tell a lot of illustrations, which there's nothing wrong with illustrations. If it's a well-fit illustration and it works with the specific point that the scripture is talking about, then by all means use it. But in terms of some sermons are a illustration, whereas the whole sermon is an illustration. That's not going to help anybody. Then number two, sometimes as preachers, we tend to tell a lot of personal stories, which, again, it's not wrong or sinful to do these things, but this shouldn't be the meat of the sermon. It shouldn't be the meat of what the Bible's talking about. Then number three, one thing that we tend to do, we tend to pull on the emotional heartstring. You know, sometimes we tend to uh, get up there and, and try to make people feel something. And we deliberately, before we get up there, try to make somebody feel something, right? Make them feel good. That's not necessary either. Then another thing we tend to do sometimes is we tend to look for praise. Sometimes we use illustrations, we use personal stories, and we use emotional heartstrings. So after the sermon, we can get pats on the back, we can get handshakes, and we can get hugs. And people will tell us how great we are, how great the sermon was how great you delivered the sermon. All those things are fine and dandy, but where in all of those compliments was saying, hey, I really got to know Christ better through your sermon. Hey, I really got to know about who my Lord and Savior is better when you preach this. You see, we got it mixed up. And next time, and if you're a preacher, I want you to do this next time you go up and preach. If you preach this way, and after you get down, see how many comments you get about a great sermon you delivered, great illustration you use, great story that you use. You might hear those things, but tell me how many times you hear about, well, you, you really helped me get to know Christ better. Do people say that to you? If they don't, you might want to switch some things up. And so... Here's the, the main thrust and the main kind of thesis of what this podcast is. I should know more. And I'm talking about this as a preacher. 
And before we keep going on, I haven't been perfect. I've used a lot of illustrations before. I've used a lot of personal stories before. I've done all this stuff before, and it doesn't work. It doesn't sustain like preaching just the scriptures. So I'm not saying this because, well, Jordan's perfect. No, I'm not saying it that way. I'm saying it because I've learned through things that you should preach just what the scripture says. And so here's the thesis of the podcast. I should know more about Christ after your sermon than you personally. If your sermon preacher is not that way, I encourage you to switch that up today, next Sunday, when you start preaching, switch it up. And so I wrote down, and we're going to study this, I wrote down five reasons why we don't do that in the church today. Five reasons why we don't preach this way. All right. Now, here's reason number one. Sometimes we don't preach this way in terms of preaching Christ, because when we preach Christ, people get angry. I want you to notice this. Go to um, Acts chapter seven. And again, like we talk about in every podcast, bring your Bibles, bring your tablets, whatever you have to get your Bible out, get it out. Because, again, with a podcast, with a sermon, with a devotional, with whatever you do in terms of scripture, we always want the Bible to be the main thrust of everything. All right. So let's get going here. Acts chapter Acts chapter seven. So the first reason. When you preach Christ, sometimes people get angry. Look at what happens here. Everyone knows Acts chapter 7 is, is the account of Stephen. And Stephen from chapter 1, uh, from verse 1, uh, I'm sorry, all the way down uh, to verse around number 55, 56, he preached and he told those people about their history. And then if you look specifically at verse number 51, look at what he says to these people. You're stiff-necked, you're uncircumcised in your heart. And you're stiff-necked and you're uncircumcised in your ears. You do always resist the Holy Ghost just like your fathers did. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition disposition of angels and have not kept it. So from verse 1 all the way down to verse 53, Stephen gave them a history of what their forefathers did. And he said, at the end of his sermon, he said, you are just like them. You're uncircumcised in your heart and you're uncircumcised in your ears. And notice what happens when when Stephen preached Jesus. Now, before we keep going, question. If you're a gospel preacher, did Stephen preach the entire counsel of God? You have to say yes. It's right there. Was was Stephen was Stephen unloving? No. Did Stephen tell them exactly what they needed to hear? Yes. And so <clears throat> here's the result, preacher. When you preach Christ, when you preach the right way, and when you preach not of yourself but what the scripture says, this is a guaranteed possibility that this is most likely gonna happen. Notice verse 54. And when they heard these things, preacher, they were cut to the heart. Now, let's stop right there. Whenever the gospel is preached, 100% out of 100% of the time, the scripture is always going to cut somebody. 
but the heart reacts in one of two ways. The scripture can cut me and then I can be sorrowful and actually do something about it. Acts chapter 2 verse 38. But then the scripture can also cut me. But instead of actually doing something about it, I get angry at the messenger. Notice this. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him. Who's the hymn talking about? The hymn's not talking about Christ here. The hymn's talking about the messenger. They gnashed on him with their teeth. And notice verse 59 or 58. Actually, no, let's jump to 57. And they cried with a loud voice and they stopped their ears. And they ran upon him with one accord. And they cast him out the city, and they stoned him. And a witness laid down the clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this into their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. <clears throat> you see, sometimes we don't preach Christ. Because preachers are smart. They're not dumb people. Preachers know the scripture. And they know, if I preach it this way, people are going to get mad at me. And so sometimes this is what we as preachers do. Well, let me not preach on this. Let me preach on this so that people can feel good. Let me not preach on this or, or let me preach on this, but let me change it up a little bit so it, so it won't be so harsh. Because I don't want anybody getting mad at me. I don't want anybody not liking me. I don't want anybody not coming to the back shaking my hand. See, that's what we do because we know if we preach this, some people might get mad. Well, let's keep going. Here's another example. Stay in Acts and let's go to chapter chapter 4. Chapter 4. And I want you to notice earlier on in chapter 3, Peter and John just got done preaching in the synagogue. Now, I want you to notice what the Sadducees' attitude was. Verse 1 of chapter 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them. Watch this, verse 2. And being grieved that they taught the people. And preach through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. See, sometimes when you preach Christ the right way, people are going to get angry at you. Then sometimes, as we find out in Acts chapter 4, people are going to be grieved at you. People are going to get annoyed that you're actually preaching the gospel. Well, you haven't preached something that helped me. You, you, didn't, tell a, you didn't tell a story today. You didn't tell an illustration today. You didn't pull on my feelings today. And then they'll grieve you. And so people get angry and then people grieve. Notice this last one. Go to Luke, um, Luke chapter 11. Again, and you notice how is any of this my opinion or have we used book, chapter and verse to talk about everything? This is, this is exactly what we should be doing in the first place. Look at this. Luke chapter 11. Verse 53, again, and this is the Lord talking here. The Lord gets done preaching. And notice what happens in verse 53 of Luke chapter 11. And as he said these things unto them, 
the scribes and the Pharisees began to urge him vehemently and provoke him to preach of many things. See, they were, they were vehement about catching him. They were vehement about the things that he spoke. You see, we know that if we preach Christ, people are going to get angry. And we don't want to get the people angry. We want to keep the people satisfied. We want to keep the pews there. We want to keep our relationships there. One person, and my dad taught me this. And this is something that as preachers, we have to master. You have to trust the faith rather than your feeling. Well, what, is, what does that mean? Remember Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by illustrations, right? So then faith cometh by personal stories, right? So then faith cometh by how I make you feel during the sermon, right? So then faith cometh by relationships with people, right? It says, so then faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by what? Your illustrations, your personal stories, how I personally make you feel, my relationship with you. No, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's what people need to hear. People don't need to hear my personal stories. People need to hear Christ. And that's where we've lost our way. And that's why so many church doors are closing. That's why so many problems are happening in the church. Because life is hard. And people in this life are going through things. And they don't need to constantly hear about your personal stories. They need to hear about how Christ can help them. That's what people need to hear. Well, you might be saying, well, well, Jordan, people can be encouraged by how God has helped you. So are you saying that you shouldn't tell people how the Lord's helped you? No. So stop being immature. This is what I'm saying. You cannot think that that will sustain someone else's faith. Because what happens when you fall? And you will fall. Then that person's going to lose faith in you because all they know is the stories that they hear about you. And then when you fall, oh man, well, he fell, so I guess I can fall. What do they have to fall back on? Nothing. Because you didn't teach them the Bible. All you taught them was what you think and how you felt and how Christ made you feel. That's not what people need. People need the gospel. And so, number one, reasons why we don't preach this way, preachers, is because we're afraid that people get angry. Then number two, another reason we don't preach this way is because we think it's unloving. And I, I don't like the way that we use that word in terms of we feel as if anything with any type of force, anything with any type of, uh, of passion, we kind of see that as unloving. And this is what we do see as loving. We can preach exactly what the scripture says, but we have to preach it in a nice way. That's not what loving means. If if you were if, if we were buddies and we're walking down the street and we're walking actually we're, we walk up to this building and we stay in the building for a while and we walk up flights of stairs and we start seeing smoke. And smoke's up there and next thing you know we start seeing fire everywhere. And we start running down the building. Am I gonna say? Am I gonna whisper to you? Come on now, you know fire hurts, so you don't want to be here. So let's go so we can get out. 
No, because I care about your life, I'm going to pull you. I may throw you in front of me. I might push you down the stairs so you can get down the stairs faster than me because I care about you as a person. And I don't want you to get hurt. You see, that's what we need to do as Christians, as preachers. Anything that the scripture says, whether we view it as harsh or not, is loving. Nothing in here is unloving. We make it unloving. And so a reason why we don't preach the way we need to preach is because when we read verses like love your enemies, when we read verses, uh, you know, like preaching like what, what Stephen said in, in Acts chapter 7, when Stephen called them stiff neck, now we see, we see that as unloving. That's not unloving. That's the most loving thing that Stephen could have said to them. That's the most loving thing that Christ could have said to us in Luke. You need to preach it, man. Instead of just saying, well, I'm, I'm going to hold off. Say what you need to say. And if the people like it, great. If the people don't like it, great. And here's one lesson that I want to teach and help you as preachers. You don't work for the people. You don't work for the elders. You don't work for the deacons. You don't work for the members. You work with them. You do not work for them. You work for God. So here's one thing that you need to ask yourself. Do I care more about what the elders, preachers, and certain families in the church think about me? Or do I care more about what God thinks about me? If you answer that question honestly, you're going to notice your preaching is going to change. Because you, you know that certain things where you are need to be preached. But you, you hold off. Because you're afraid. You think it's unloving. Then what's number three? Another reason we don't preach this way, again, we're afraid of the people and their reaction. Notice this. I want you to go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. And I want you to notice God had a great um, mission, if you would say, um, for Jeremiah. Now, if you start in verse 5, I want you to notice what God says to him. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. See, sometimes as a preacher, when I read that verse, I think that God is saying that directly to me. Because hasn't he known me forever? Hasn't he known you forever? Yeah. Hasn't he ordained you to be a preacher unto the nations? Yeah. Now here's what he keeps saying. <clears throat> verse 6. Then said I, Jeremiah, Ah, Lord God, behold, I can't speak, for I'm a child. See, sometimes we feel that way. God, I, if I say this, this is going to happen. God, if I do this, this is going to happen. I'm just a child. I don't know what to do. Notice verse 7. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Notice this, verse 8, be not afraid of their faces. That's why we don't preach the way we need to preach sometimes. Because when you're up there in the pulpit and you see certain people's faces of how they're looking at you, some people may walk out. Some people may not talk to you after the sermon. Some people may not talk to you for a while. That's cool. But did I preach what God said? 
You just didn't like it. So am I at fault here? Nope. Because your reaction, you're showing me that you need to change somehow. So are you. See, we're afraid of the people. But he tells Jeremiah here, don't be afraid of your faces, of their faces. For I'm able to deliver thee, said the Lord. That's one thing that we need to have as preachers. We need to have faith that the Lord's going to deliver us. Well, what if you do get fired from your position? Do you still believe the Lord's going to deliver you? I hope so. Well, what happens if people don't talk to you anymore? You still believe the Lord's going to deliver you? What happens when people treat you different? What happens when people label you as harsh? Are you still going to trust that God's able to deliver you despite what other people say and think about you? You, you just got to have that faith. Here's another reason why we don't preach this way. Number four, <clears throat> we don't preach Christ because we love the praise of men more than pleasing God. Notice this. Go to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And I want you to notice verse number uh, 42. <clears throat> now here was the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. A lot of them actually believed. So here's the problem with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. A lot of them believed in what the scripture says, but they didn't confess because they were afraid of something. Notice this, verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they didn't confess him. Watch this, lest they be put out of the synagogue. One reason we don't preach the way we need to preach is because we value our position in the congregation. We value how people see us. And so if I preach this way, certain people in power may not like me and I may lose my position. Preacher, do you care more about your position or do you care more about what God says? Now notice this. Verse 43. Well, why did they do this? What was, what was their heart behind this? Verse 43. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God that's why we don't preach Jesus either because I love what people think about me more than what God thinks about me I love the things people say about me rather than what God says about me I love my position in the church rather than the humble position that I have before Christ that's just what it is. Things haven't changed. We need to be humble instead of loving the praise of men. And here's a fifth thing. Another reason we don't preach Christ is because we put our personal relationships with people over God. Well, well, Jordan, that's very unloving. How can you say that? Shouldn't don't shouldn't we help one another as Christians? We should bear one another's burden. We should do all this and this, this and this. Yeah, the scripture says that. But well, once you notice what else the scripture says, go to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. And I want you to look at verse number 24. Acts chapter 5, verses 24 and 25. Watch this. Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them. 
whether to this would grow. Then came one and said, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and they're teaching the people. Sometimes we put our relationships with people over preaching. And that's where putting the faith over feelings becomes hard. Because what if someone that you really care about is in sin? Then you got to put the faith over the feeling. And that's that's not easy. But the disciples here, when they were put in prison, instead of listening what people said about them, they still went out and taught. And notice what Peter says in verse 29. Let's bring this together. Well, why did, why do you do this, Peter? How come you don't listen to people? Watch this. Then Peter and the other apostles said this. We ought to obey God rather than men. You see, sometimes putting personal relationships over God can hinder us from walking with him. Because that relationship and that person becomes your idol and it becomes your own God. Sometimes as preachers, the congregations where we work at, they trump God. And so we'll do anything to help the congregation. We'll do anything to keep the congregation okay. We'll do anything to keep the congregation happy. But what if God says this? Are you going to say it to the congregation? That's some things that we have to we have to be willing to do. And that's why one preacher told me preaching's preaching's not for wimps. Because it's hard. And if you do it the right way, and if you do it the way that the apostles and Jesus did it, you're going to have confrontation. That's just the natural order of what happens when you preach. And so here's the thing that we need to do as preachers. We must preach Christ and not Jordan. We must preach Christ and not put your name there. Look at look at this really quick. In Acts chapter 8 verse 35. Remember, Philip could have done this. Remember when he ran to the chariot and then he met the Ethiopian eunuch? Notice what happens in verse 35. Right after he did that, Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. You know what Philip could have done? He could have ran up to the chariot as fast as he ran, which was probably unnatural. And he could have said, boy, you're lucky I'm here. Did you see how fast I was running so I could teach you? You know, did you see all this that I did so I can be here and teach you the gospel? You see, Philip could have turned this whole situation into what he did for Christ. Rather, he left that out the window. He just used that so he can preach Christ. Here's one thing as preachers that we need to do. People don't need to know what you have done for Christ. Let me say it again. People don't need to know what you have done for Christ. But rather, people need to know what Christ can do for them. That's why we're messed up. 
Because Sunday after Sunday, I get up, people get up, everybody gets up, and we'll talk about what we have done for Christ. Back in 19-something-something, I baptized 50. Back in this, I did this. Back in this, I did this. Back in this, I did this. Right now, I'm doing this. How's that going to help me? It's not. People need to know about what Christ can do for them rather than what Christ has done for you. Because it's not about you anyway. So why do people need to know? So let's stop. Let's preach Christ. And if people label you as harsh, so what? If people label you as this, so what? If people don't talk to you, so what? If people don't invite you to speak at their lectureship, so what? As long as God is proud of me, no one on this earth has to like me. People can treat me how they want to. That's fine. But you have to put how you love Christ more than what people feel about you. You just got to love God more. And preacher, I encourage you, love God more. Preach Christ. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And I hope that if you haven't been doing that, I hope you really take an honest look at yourself as I've taken a look at myself and actually do this. Let's stop talking about it, but let's implement it on Sunday. And this is not just during the sermon. This is during Bible class. This is during devotionals. This is during talks. This is during everything. Use the scripture. That's what it's here for. Now, let's use it. Again, if, you, if you're if new, subscribe on YouTube, on iTunes, and also on Twitter. We're all there. If you have suggestions for sermon topics, put it there. Again, let's keep working together and let's keep getting better together. Thank you.